Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Maker's Mark. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing today? I'm, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, football season's fully back in swing in the NFL, you know, so enjoying that. Um, yes. Just only slightly bummed because, you know, both of us lost out on the ability to purchase a... Uh, Old Forester birthday bourbon. Yeah, that's always so, a heartbreaker. <laughs> yeah. Well, we at least here in Ohio, we have at least one more chance to try and win it. Um, right. But, you know, for those of you who got your emails back last weekend about the right to purchase directly from Old Forester, you know, this weekend or this past weekend on the 8th, you were able to start picking them up for the end of the year. So, you know. At least uh, not a heartbreaker for you on that, but, you know, we're sitting here in full swing NFL season and everything like that, having fun with, you know, all that all that uh, betting, all that fantasy football, all that fun stuff, you know, finally getting some decent fall weather, planning for a kind of end of year, everything like that, the holidays and stuff. So, for sure. Loving it. Pretty good. Definitely. Well, that's a, oh, it's a very exciting time of year. It's a very exciting uh, uh, brand that we're doing today. We've done... Uh, some other makers mark, um, you know, expressions. So, but we're excited about this one as well. So, Andy, jump right on in. Tell the folks out there, you know, give them a refresher on Makers Mark and tell them everything they need to know about this new one that we're trying today. Yeah, I'll do a little bit of a, of a refresher here. But, uh, you know, I think we've done at least probably like a half dozen different episodes on Makers Mark at this point uh, in the history of our podcast over the last three or so years. Um. But, you know, for our 146th episode, you know, we wanted to do Makers 46. <laughs> um, just kind of somewhat of a uh, play on the title there uh, with which one we decided to do. Um, but like you were saying, you know, for a full breakdown of the brand, uh, we did the like their the full history of the brand and everything all the way back in episode four, uh, make your mark for us. Uh, I know we've covered a little bit of their history and all of the other episodes for them that we've done, but that's like the, f that episode for us was the first episode that we did for them. And that was everything about the brand, all their history, everything, all their products, mash bills, everything. So if you want to full, like listen to everything fully about them, that's probably the best episode to start with. Um, for the brand, but just a brief refresher. Um, you know, they were founded in 1954 by Bill Samuels, who, uh, prior to it being named the Maker's Mark Distillery, bought the uh, Burks Distillery out in Laredo, Kentucky, um, that year. And it was about four years after that, um, in 1958, that their first distillate out of the barrels was coming and being bottled and everything. And, uh, you know, since then they've been continuously operating and everything as far as I've seen. And actually a lot of their like iconic, um, you know, style was actually coming from his wife. Uh, he's since, I believe he's since bill has since passed, but for sure is no longer associated with the brand. Uh, I think he sold his stake a while back. Um, gotcha. But, you know, a lot of the style is still 
between him and his wife, um, their you know labeling style, everything else that they've done for the brand is still there, still existing for the brand. Um, you know, obviously his wife, as we've discussed way too many times now, mm-hmm. um, she was the one that actually came up with the slightly off kilter labeling for it, at least for some of their bottles, the slightly off kiltering labeling. Um, But also like the tan, like the tan label with red lettering and then the red wax dipping for pretty much all but their mint julep uh, product that they do. Yeah. That like that style that came all from his wife who just, who once she started doing that for them, like he realized like this was kind of at least on a marketing level, you know, a great distinguishing mark for us them to do sure um you know and obviously i mean obviously it's stuck they're one of the you know at least here in the in america like one of the best selling you know bourbons of all time For one sure. of them you know and even if they're not the best selling one of the most recognizable bourbons on the market to uh, any consumer out there for sure. Uh, beyond that, obviously, the other big distinguishing factor for them is the fact that they are a uh, wheat whiskey or they're a wheat bourbon. Right. Uh, you know, not many bourbons, at least, use wheat in their mash bill or at least as a secondary grain in their mash bill um, to sit there and uh, make their bourbons a little bit sweeter on the palate or, you know... I hate this word for bourbons, but quote unquote smoother for bourbon drinkers to try to get into a bourbon. Right. Um, I think people know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah. I think most people know what I mean, but I just don't like. I just because it's so like vague, at least in my opinion. I that's why I don't like smooth. But yeah, it, it definitely is a lot smoother of a bourbon to sip, um, especially if you're going to drink it neat, comparative to most other bourbons on the market i mean you know i think the you know them and then weller and the uh, pappy van winkle lines were like the three lines uh when they were all founded or at least gained major prominence in the early to mid 1900s um that really pioneered using wheat and made it like oh hey this is something we can be using that really attracts people to the to our brands right um, and much like the Van Winkle lines and the Weller lines, instead of rye in the mash bill, uh, Maker's Mark does a corn, wheat, and barley mm. mash bill. I forget the exact percentages on those three, but they use that type of mash bill um, instead of the typical corn, rye, barley mash bill for bourbons in some percentages, just depending on the brand. Gotcha. Um, but you know, that mash bill then ends up going into the barrels at a little bit of a lower proof, um, just so that they can sit there and preserve some of their stock, you know, for the end bottling and everything. And they've done that intentionally, just like I said, so that they can have more product in the, at the end of it. Uh, typically it's like a, a four to six year old, uh, bourbon that ends up coming out of the barrel that they heat cycle within their um, warehouse, aging warehouses. And then once it's um, been aged, it, then it goes into a few different uh, products that they have. You know, they have their standard maker's mark, uh, uh, kind of in that squat barrel with the label, you know, tan label, red 
um, wax and red lettering. Yep. Um, they also have the one that we're trying today, Maker's Mark 46 or Maker's 46 cast strength. Uh, that's the only one that actually has a slightly different label, if you will, just because the Maker's 46 cast strength flips the uh, label where it's a red label with, at least currently, red label with tan lettering on it. Um, and then that they use uh, French oak stays during the maturation process uh, in the barrel to kind of give it some level of different um, flavoring and everything and maybe to their tastes and palates and everything like a smoother taste for it. Uh, then I have, a, I think, a regular maker's uh, cask strength. Um, of course, around every Kentucky Derby, they have their mint julep mix. Oh, yeah. Uh, that they release. The only difference with that one, you'll see it be regular maker's mark bottle, just green wax on it instead of red. And then their uh, maker's marks, like store picks, barrel picks, just or state picks here in the U.S. Like here in Ohio, we do state picks of Maker's Mark, you know, I know we've done at least two or three of those. Um, and of course, like other like limited editions that they have, um, which I know we've done like there a lot of those too. Mm-hmm. Um, like their B- BRT2 or uh, FAEs, all those um, that they've done. But, you know, definitely fan favorite, I think pretty much among everyone that I know that likes bourbon, obviously here at the podcast, Love them as a brand. Yeah. <laughs> With how many episodes we've done <laughs> of them. Clearly. Um, but, you know, they're well worth the price point. Um, I think this, sure. this, you know, the Maker's 46, at least just a regular Maker's 46, I think like 40-ish bucks. I don't remember what you the paid re- for the, your... The regular Maker's? The regular Maker's 46. Oh, the 46. Um, I know. I think the one yeah, I it's bought like you was 38 like, or something, I think. Maybe 30, 40. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think it's like like sta- the range. standard Maker's and Maker's 46 are like 35 to 40 ish yeah. bucks yep. a bottle here in the Cincinnati market. Um, For sure. So it's like kind of starting at that price point and then moving up depending on which one you're getting. Yeah, this is a special whiskey to me. My first ever, when I turned 21, my first ever present as a. Like, a, like, you know, first bottle that was ever gifted to me was the Maker's 46. Obviously, you gifted me a bottle for my, you know, my diaper party. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. And we like Maker's here, obviously, as you said. And um, I think we should jump into the tasting. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Let's right. give it a, let's, uh, as always, we're going to start with the nose. Oh, very nice. Ooh, very good. Very good nose on that. I mean, it reminds me. Um, I think this might actually be my first time, at least that I can recall, ever trying makers 46 i mean i know i've tried like a lot of their other like you know here in ohio like a lot of our state picks or you know other like special limited editions things like that um the nose on this alone reminds me a lot of those picks just because of like how good and rich it smells yeah and you can notice the the you know the staves that you mentioned earlier (laughs) like are there any is there anything specifically that you're picking up on it um, I mean, for me, I kind of get like a little bit of like, I don't get the typical like bourbon notes off of it. I get a little bit of like a, a richer bourbon, like a, a rich oak flavor yeah. in there. I'm getting a lot of oak as well. Yeah. Like the rich oak, maybe some stereotypical like brown sugar mm-hmm. or maple syrup type notes yeah, on it. Yeah, there's a little it. sweetness with it. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, because you that wheat you, that brings yeah. in the sweetness. You can definitely, I definitely get that. Oh yeah, for sure. I I definitely also get kind of like a chocolatey note on it okay. for me. Um, like maybe like a light dark chocolate or definitely a richer milk chocolate on it. Mm. The nose for me. Gotcha. Um, Let's give it a taste. But it's good. Cheers. Cheers. Very good. Pretty good, yeah. I definitely get like those, uh, like a chocolate covered fruit or chocolate covered citrus note on it. Yeah, I'm getting the, for like, me, the, personally. the chocolatey richness to it. I'm also getting, I'm getting a lot of oak as well. Slight ethanol, but not too, yeah. not too much. It's yeah. I forget the proof on Maker's Forty Six, but I'm getting some of that. Like you said, I'm getting some of that like ethanol. That Kentucky hug in it for me. Oh, for sure. Too. Forty-seven percent. Forty-seven. Okay, so ninety-four proof. Yep. Not too bad. No, not too bad at all. Um, but like, like you definitely get that hug, but it's like an inviting hug. Yeah. For the ethanol, not like no, what agree. we had last week with the um, right with that rabbit hole or some some other ones that no. you know maybe are a lighter proof but drink hot. Completely agree. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, share, and listen to every episode of Distilled Discussions. We really do appreciate your guys' support. Have a great week and pour yourself another whiskey. We'll be here to drink you the next week.